everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Social Angle Podcast. So it's your girl, Melissa. I'm so excited you're here. So this week, me and Vin decided to repurpose a recent Facebook Live that we did talking about YouTube uh, social media marketing best practices. So we talk about why YouTube can help your overall marketing strategy, some best practices for the types of content that's most popular that you can utilize for your own social media marketing strategy and just some key points for optimization when it comes to creating, editing, and publishing videos on YouTube. So let's get into this week's replay. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Social Angle Live. Hey Melissa, how you doing? Good, how about you, Vin? I'm doing great. So today we kind of changed it up a little bit. We moved it from Friday to Thursdays. Um, we figure there's a little bit better traction on a Thursday, on a summer Thursday than a summer Friday. So we're we're moving to one, uh, not 1 p.m. I'm thinking, what am I thinking? I'm all over the map. 11 a.m. <laughs> um, on Thursdays. So good morning, everyone. And uh, we have a really good topic today. We are going to talk about how you can grow your YouTube channel. Um, but before we do that, let's talk about what's your win of the week, Melissa? So my win of the week is we won um, for best use of social media and Neil award for promo in the wild. So I literally like was like crying. I was like so excited because it's just really nice to get recognition from a really cool campaign that our audience loves. So that's my win of the week. Yes. Congratulations on that. So for, for those who don't know, Neil awards are like the Pulitzer prize, um, of the um, B2B um, editorial industry, industry, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big deal. You know, ASI wins a lot of awards, um, you know, and we've won a lot of Neil awards and, and that's a pretty prestigious um, award for you. So that, so congratulations. The promo in the wild was a, a great idea, great success, and you got the recognition you deserved. Oh, thank you. you. Yeah. Gonna make me cry on here. <laughs> Did you? You know, it's it's sad that we have to do these remotely, like because in the past, you know, we've done them in person, and I think there's a lot more impact. Um, yeah. You know, I've been to a couple of award ceremonies for us in the past in New York City, um, and I do know that when you know somebody wins uh, a you know an award, it's a big deal, and you can see it in their faces when they get up there and they, and they get the award. It's just so it's great. But again, like, look, you know, under the circumstances we have, you know, with the pandemic, um, you know, this is, this is, you know, a a nice way to do it. You know, it's, you got recognized online. Um, A lot of people were there to, to cheer us on. So it was really good. Um, And again, I can't stress enough. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. They did a really good job with the ceremony too. Like you said, under the circumstances, virtual is really hard to pull off, you know, like mm-hmm. it just because you know, it's not going to be the same kind of atmosphere that you would have in an in-person, especially if it's an established award ceremony, you know, where right. people kind of already have like, all right, this is how we do the kneels. This is how we participate and celebrate, you know, our award winners. But I think they did a fantastic job um, orchestrating everything through Hopin and it, still seemed like there was like that sense of camaraderie and congratulations right. for all the winners or the people who were, you know, finalists. So it was really awesome. But what about you? What's your win of the week? My win is your win. Um, you know, ASI, yeah. we won three uh, Neil awards yesterday and I think we were nominated for 11. 
Um, you know, yep. so just to see that, um, you know, we got, we won best package of, co of COVID coverage uh, in B2B and, you know, you were through that ride as well as I was, you know, we were all in this together. Um, you know, it was, it was quite an amount of coverage that we, that we put out for, for COVID. And, you know, it was, you know, I saw what our editors um, did every day in covering the pandemic, um, you know, and there was a lot of people involved. It wasn't just the writers, um, you know, there, you know, there's web, there's design, there's so much that went into it. Um, and to see that we get recognition for that, you know, I thought it was a big win for, for all of us. So, you know, it, we're all really incredibly proud today, uh, you know, for winning that package. And of course, Teresa Hagel, uh, yes. shout out to Teresa. Um, she won as well. She won an award. Um, but everyone who, who was nominated, you know, really did a great job and they should be proud of their accomplishments in the last um you know, 12 months or so. Um, so yeah, that's my one of the week, you know, to see uh, ASI succeed in that way, you know, makes me proud. So, and of course you, you know, I can't stress enough, you know, oh, your you. in the wild was a great idea and, you know, the execution was great too. And, you know, here you are an award winner. I know it's crazy to think. And then also, like you said, I have to say like, because, uh, you know, like you were saying, for the last year, it's just been so difficult. And I know that, like, our writers and our team were just working around the clock to keep everybody informed. And some of the depth of coverage, you know, and who they were up against for some of the other finalists, I just blew me away. So it was really nice. You know, I yep. think like, as everybody is focused kind of now on recovery and things are starting to open back up and we're starting to move a little bit more freely and there's a little less restrictions. It was just like a really nice, like icing on the cake type of situation to be like, yeah, you really busted your butt the last 12 months, you know, great job. And thanks for keeping us informed. So I was like, yeah, yep. really cool. So. All right. So our topic today is YouTube. You know, I'm going to talk a little bit about how, you know, um, you can grow your channel. Um, you know, what you should be posting. So, so my inspiration for this topic, and if anybody has any YouTube related questions, you know, feel free to um, post them in the comments, you know, we'll get to them hopefully during the show. If we can't get them to them during the show, we'll get the, to them after. So, um, so really my inspiration for this, it, you know, I've been kind of following some stats about, you know, website traffic and all that. So do you know what website gets the most traffic on the planet? What website gets the most traffic on the planet? Oh, that's a good one. I mean, I know that YouTube senses the search engine. I think it's like the second, but I don't You're right. know. Like, oh, second. okay. It is a second. YouTube is number two. Uh, Google is number one. I think Facebook is three. Amazon is four. Um, so YouTube is is huge, obviously. Um, you know, and I think there's a stat that says something like there's going to be three billion active users. Um, a, I think a month by 2025. Wow. Um, and that's, that's just a number that I feel is, is enormous. And I posted a, a, a poll on Twitter yesterday and let me go to it. And my question was, do you use YouTube for your business? You know, the answers options were yes, no. And sometimes the most popular um, answer was no. Um, at 46%, yes, at 38%, and then sometimes 15%. I have noticed that in this industry, um, not everybody uses YouTube. And I think it's a, it's 
it's really kind of a missed opportunity in our industry uh, because as we've mentioned on numerous podcasts previously, you absolutely should be doing video for your business. Um, and you should be putting everything in YouTube. Even if you're doing Facebook live streams, which we do, we do often, we do um, podcasts and Facebook live streams. We do our uh, social angle live. Uh, and we try to put as much content from videos in, you know, we repurpose, we move, we download these videos after the fact and we put them into YouTube. Any type of uh, videos that we do in any other social network or even outside of social media, you know, I think that the goal should ultimately then be put it into YouTube. Right. So do you agree with that? I do agree only because I feel like it helps you repurpose content that performs well. You know, there's not like a hard and fast rule where it's like everyone that you do that's like a live or other video that you can take natively from a platform and put into YouTube. You have to because I feel like sometimes people will share things that don't necessarily fit for a certain platform because they're trying to save time in their content marketing strategy, which, you know, we've all been there. But I think it helps for us specifically, like when we have a really great discussion and, you know, maybe people weren't able to attend on the date. Like we often have promo insiders live every Tuesday. We've been doing this probably for about a year since like the pandemic started, which to much success. And we have serious topics from like, um, you know, what's going on in supply chain. You know, that was a recent one that Chris Rubo did. And it was like really, 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 really popular. Lots of good questions, lots of engagement. We'll do other lighthearted ones where we'll do like taste tests and things like that between two and four. And we repurpose them and we still get traffic off of them, you know? So I think it's just a great way to kind of use that long form content that performs well on another platform to also boost traffic. No, I, I totally agree. So we know the why, right? You know, um, because billions of people access uh, YouTube monthly. I mean, it's it's an enormous amount of traffic um, that, you know, the social media platform gets. And it's going to increase. I mean, video is not going anywhere. Video is the medium that people prefer. Now, I looked into stats on why. Why do consumers subscribe to YouTube? channels. Okay. So if you if you want people to subscribe to your channel and sort of grow your channel, um, this is why people will subscri subscribe to your channel. So 30% because the channel publishes how-tos and educational content about their career or industry. 21% because the channel publishes how-tos or educational content about their hobbies. And 17% because they post funny or entertaining videos. So I look at those stats and, and when I read between the lines, this is what I come up with. People come to YouTube to learn and to be entertained. Yep. And I try to think about my my personal use of YouTube. So what do I go to YouTube for? I go to YouTube and I was thinking about this the other day, multiple times, probably a day, at least once a day, but definitely multiple times a week. And this is why I, I, I go there to, for how to's like when, when I need to figure out something, you know, like my son gets some complex toy and it requires 30 minutes of, of instructions. I'm putting it together and I don't want to read these stupid instructions. Yeah. Like I'll go to YouTube and boom, there's like this visual, you know, interpretation of how to put something together. Boom. You know, to me, that's like how to's are huge. 
And also, you know, I go to um, YouTube to be entertained. If something happens in sports, you know, when I want to see the highlights, oh, you know, I didn't catch the game yesterday. I want to see, the, you know, what happened. Boom. I go to right. YouTube. You know, those are the things I, I want to do. So I want to be educated. I want to be entertained. What about you? I am actually 100% the same. And I think it's so interesting because I feel like YouTube kind of has like a double life, you know, like it's a social media network, but I feel like it is the largest how to resource out there that multiple people across multiple generations use. Like, I can't tell you how many times they've saved my ass with a piece of Ikea furniture because, you know, like their directions are like, it's in the box. And then the next like piece of paper is it's put together. And I'm like, okay, cause like, how did this, <laughs> you know, how right. did this happen? Right. Like I need instructions. There'll be somebody who kindly, you know, is much more um, better at putting things together than I am. They film themselves and they're like, this is how you put together their bed frame. And I'm like, cool, I can watch. Or like for me, recipes are a big thing. Like if I am, using a new ingredient and I want to make sure I'm prepping it correctly. I'm using the right parts of whatever I'm cooking with, or I want a better way to cook faster. Cause I like to try to cook uh, or meal prep at least like once a week, I'll look like, what are some time savings tips that I can do to make my groceries last longer? So I'm not always getting pizza, even though I love it. And then also too, um, you know, it's like that lifestyle uh, curation. Like, I love looking at uh, YouTubers. I don't know. Have, do you know what a YouTuber is? A what? YouTuber. No. Beauty YouTubers. Ooh. Yeah. So it's like I learned that like last week because I was going through uh, one of my favorite. Jamie French does one that I think you would like. It's beauty makeup tutorials. And she reviews bad movies. It's like mystery science theater, but they're putting on makeup products. And they like, uh, they did Step Up. They did Bring It On All or Nothing. Just like burlesque with Christina Aguilera. Like I'll drop links, but like I will have tears rolling down my face because it'll be so funny. And then she puts on like a bomb full face of makeup. She'll have like rainbow eyelids and it's just like so neat. Like uh, YouTube is definitely one of my favorites, but like you said, how to's mostly and then entertainment, of course. Right. Yeah. YouTuber, huh? Yeah. Wow. YouTuber. <laughs> Learn something every day here. So, so, okay. So think about how you consume content on YouTube. And I think that's how, um, I think it's important to think about your tendencies and your behaviors on social media and kind of, put yourself in the position of your consumer. Like what would your consumer want from you? You know, a distributor, supplier, you know, somebody in this industry, a decorator, like what, what are, what do they want to see from you? Like, and I think that's where people struggle in this industry. Like, well, what kind of videos can I do? Like, what do people want to see? Right. So think about what we just talked about, the how to's, um, the, the entertaining, uh, content. Um, and, and think about creating content in that way. So we actually talked to uh, Jamie Young from Uptown Screen Printing. I talked to her. I interviewed her a few months ago. Um, it's a good one. Check it out, guys. It's on our Facebook page. It's a really good interview with Ben. Yeah. And so she had a great comment. She said that the videos that do best for her are the ones, she says, the behind the scenes stuff, the nitty gritty, you know, her working, um, you know, like a, a, putting together 
something like, you know, she's printing shirts or something like these are the videos that people want to see, you know, the, the behind the scenes stuff, the finished product, the sale, the salesy type of, of pitch, you know, it's like, here is what I have to offer. It, it really doesn't resonate. You know, like we talk about that, you know, don't hard sell on social media. And that includes like, Hey, product videos here. This is what I have. Bye, bye, bye. You know, maybe it's a little, you know, there's, there's a softer approach, you know, this yeah. is kind of the behind the scenes look at what I do. Here's how I do it. Um, and if you can add humor into what you do, I think that's a win. So that combines, you know, the two, the two aspects, you know, it's like the education and the entertainment and, and you interviewed Nick Latour, um, yeah. a couple months ago, and he is somebody in this industry. Um, I believe he works for HPG. Um, if I'm yeah. correct. Yeah. So Nick does these videos called uh, Mondays with Nick, um, where he sure. does both. He really kind of showcases uh, the products that he has. And he kind of adds a, a, a sprinkle of humor. And he and look, he's he's taken it to the next level where he you know, he's got a little bit more of an advanced approach to video. Um, mm. You know, he does cuts. He does um, editing. So it's a little bit more advanced you know, then the typical uh, supplier or distributor in this industry, uh, you know, would be. But I, I think he is somebody that you should be aspiring to, to kind of emulate uh, in his approach. And we'll drop the links in, in the chat as well. Um, but because of what he does and his Mondays with Nick, he's got a, a, an incredible following. He's, uh, he's got his own uh, Facebook page, uh, his YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. uh, he puts all his videos. Now, his YouTube videos... Um, don't get as many views. I mean, they, they get hundreds of views, but if you combine the same video that he puts onto uh, Facebook, they're getting thousands of views. So he has been able to kind of really get this following uh, where he combines, you know, you know, the products that he offers uh, with some humor. And I think that's really kind of the blueprint of how people in our industry should be kind of focusing on uh, their approach to doing video. Now, video is not for everybody. Um, and, you know, getting in front of the camera is, is not what a lot of people want to do, you know, and they, they right. feel nervous. They don't want to, you know, they don't know what to talk about. Um, you know, trying to be funny is not something that they're comfortable doing on video and that's fine. You know, and I don't think it's necessarily on, you know, everybody to do this. But I think if you have somebody in your, in your company that you feel is, Oh, he would be perfect. She would be perfect to, you know, I would, I would definitely go down that, that road and, and, you know, start trying to do videos with the, with these people. I 100% agree. And I think you make like a good point. I think as much as we talk about the prevalence of video and how important it is, and that stat that you mentioned earlier about the growth of YouTube, right? Like the amount of users. So you know that correlates to there being more video produced, right? So it's like, it's a trend that's been pretty steady. You know, like it's not anything where we're hearing, oh, there's a dip in video. People really aren't doing it anymore. You know, people are finding new and creative ways to utilize it in marketing from like emails, you know, to just checking in with their customer and sending them a direct like 60 second video via their phone for text. You know, like it's really great to see how people are using that medium and being creative. But I think the learning curve, you know, the uphill battle some people feel with like YouTube is 
it's long form content, you know, it's not as bite sized as reels or TikTok. And I think that video editing, you know, and luckily there's more apps that come out every day that make it kind of like uh, great for layman's. Like if you're somebody who hasn't cut your teeth on Final Cut Pro or Adobe Premiere, which are I think the two biggest well-known um, video editing software is out there, or you don't have the money to invest to go to a workshop or get a certificate in editing video. I think that's the thing that kind of turns people off like that. Um, okay, hey, YouTube is a great opportunity as a search engine, you know, for me to stand out and my competitors, but it's like, ooh, what do I make and how do I create it? So, you know, I'll drop some links to some short form video or like uh, apps I should say that you can use to create like long and short form video that you guys can experiment with if you don't want to use the two that I mentioned, FYI. Yep, those are all good points. And I think that um, the, the big advantage with YouTube is that it's owned by Google. Google owns YouTube. Yep, um, get those and, rankings. <laughs> right, I know, number one, number two um, in, in total website traffic. Uh, are this pretty much the same company. Um, so what happens because YouTube is owned by Google, they get preferential treatment in search engine optimization. So that's why, you know, people who are hesitant, it's like, hey, I, I already do my videos in Facebook, you know, right. and look, there's discoverability for, if you tag, make sure you tag your your Facebook videos. Yes, you can find those videos if you search for sure. But if you also add them into YouTube, there's there's more of a discoverability factor as well because now you've got um, that content into YouTube, um, and YouTube and Facebook are competitors. So if you if you put that same content into YouTube, Google's going to um, you know give that uh, preferential treatment. Uh, so it really kind of behooves you to have your content in multiple places. Um, yeah. So. I know there are people who are hesitant, you know, oh, I create my videos on TikTok. Um, but look, at the end of the day, you know, if you do any type of video at all, you know, I, I highly recommend you having a YouTube channel and putting your videos there. Now, at ASI, we don't get all of our videos onto YouTube. We don't. But we get a lot of them onto YouTube. Mm -hmm. I would say the majority of them. And we have thousands and thousands and yes. thousands <laughs> of videos. We, we do. We've been we've had our channel for 12 years. Um, we've been putting tons of content in there for a long time. I don't know how many subscribers we have. I think it's close to 5,000, which is pretty decent for this industry. You know, right. and I don't mean it as like us tooting our own horn, but I think because you guys were again, like one of the first and for such a long time. And it's been something like I'm in YouTube at least a dozen times. I feel like a week just uploading either a webinar for a client, you know, that's unlisted that they can share out and use or whether it's a replay of a Facebook live or, you know, there's an interview that we did with somebody, you know, or it's a trade show, you know, like it's old clips from trade show. So I feel like it's a cool way to see. Um, and going back to what you were saying about like how to's, like wearables hasn't existed for us for a really long time, but some of our most popular content has been how to's that CJ and Teresa have done for like wearables, which I just think, you know, proves your point even more, which I think is awesome. Well, funny story about that. Um, so I've noticed that there's been a lot of traffic um, to a specific video that CJ did a decade ago. Um, yeah. and it's about um, acid mineral, wash, right? mineral wash or acid wash. Yeah. Um, 
and it continues to get traffic to the tune. I think it's, I think right now it's probably our most um, a viewed video on YouTube. I think it's got something in the neighborhood of 60,000 views. Which is crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, like in the grand scheme of things, it, it doesn't seem like a lot, but for us, you know, that's a lot of views for, you know, for us. I think we average, I, I don't know what our average video is, a thousand views, but so that's, that's 60,000 views is a lot. Now it continues to get comments and it continues to get engagement. And I try to figure out why, why is this video doing so well? And it's, it's 10 years old. Um, I don't, not I'm not 100% sure it's, if it's even relevant anymore, but people are finding it. How are they finding it? It's because A, it's on YouTube, and B, it was properly tagged for SEO. It was – look, try to put yourself in the shoes of somebody using Google. It's like when you create a piece of content, you know, the, really what you should be thinking about is how would somebody find it if they're using Google? So to me, I, I – when I search for videos, you know, and I go into Google, how to this, how do I this? So when you title and you, and this is, you know, the title tags and the meta metadata, you know, fill out everything that you possibly can. Make sure you have a title that is optimized um, and think about what your, what your user or, or somebody who's potentially going to find your video, how will they find it? Um, yeah. You know, don't give weird titles, you know, like that, only you get, you know, like make sure you, you think about how a user will find it. Make sure yeah. you fill in the, you know, the body description, you know, there's tagging options there. That's how people find this, vi this video that we did 10 years ago. It's because when they search for, Hey, I'm looking, I'm trying to figure out how to do mineral washing or acid washing. That's how the video was tagged, how to mineral wash. And that's why I, I truly believe it's because of that they're finding it. 100%. If you guys struggle with that, there's a great tool called TubeBuddy, which helps you. It's like specifically for YouTube when it comes to search terms, like keywords that if you're trying to see like what's a good video and a certain like content bucket that you have, you can use this. So like I highly recommend a lot of YouTubers that do vlogging consistently, people who are video editors that are doing a lot of educational content about like getting started with video praise it. They also have a good affiliate program. So that's also part of it too. But I think it's a really great tool. Like if you're trying to figure out the best way to be searchable, basically, you know, to be found by your audience and to use keywords or phrases that are high ranking for visibility. So I'll drop a link to that as well in the comments. Definitely. So, um, you know, again, if, if anybody has any questions about um, YouTube, you know, we're all ears, you know, we're here to help. Um, you know, just drop them in there. And, you know, if we don't answer them now, we'll certainly answer them um, when we have a chance. Um, so, yeah. So, the, um, so what do you need to be successful? Melissa? You know, I think we kind of touched base um, earlier. You know, you just need to have creative ideas. Um, you know, you need to have a passion about doing this. If you're hesitant and you don't want to do this, that's cool. You know, like yeah. it, it, maybe this isn't for you. You know, uh, and I and believe me, it's more common than people think. Um, you know, I used to be very hesitant about getting in front of a camera, um, you know, especially live video. It just now you can't keep Vin off. Well, no, know? it's it's <laughs> still. I mean, you know, I'm kind of introverted. It, you know, it, it, it's outside of my comfort zone, um, but I do them. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, especially since, uh, you know, I'm in social media and I was at department of one for a long time. I, I really had no, you know, options. Totally I had to right. do it. And, and so I just did it. And after a while it just becomes more comfortable, but there are people who, who don't want to do it. And that's cool. Um, you know, but if there's somebody else in your company, um, for sure, you believe that they can do this, you know, get them involved. Um, hardware, software, you know, you really just need a, a phone, you know, a smartphone with, uh, with obviously uh, a decent video uh, capability and you, you can really produce pretty decent video. Um, you know, we've seen that from, uh, from many people, you know, just there's no production value at all. It's just a video that you do on your camera. Uh, you upload it, you know, wherever, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, put it into YouTube. You know, it doesn't have to be like Nick Latour's videos. I mean, Nick's videos are produced, you know, they have, uh, you know, text overlays, they have cuts, they have music, they have all this stuff. It's like, yes, that stuff is great, but you don't need that. Like you, you should not be comparing yourself to people like that. Um, you should be aspiring to, to get to that point, but don't let that be a roadblock to, to doing video. Um, and understand the platform, understand what you're getting into. It doesn't take much in terms of education, uh, you know, do a search, like how do, how do I tag YouTube videos, you know, and it's You'll very, find that very, video on YouTube, <laughs> you find the video on YouTube. Yes. I mean, it's very, very simple, you know, and there are a few bases you need to cover, um, you know, and, and that's really it. I feel like that's, those are the basics for, for really kind of building up your YouTube following. Um, you know, if you don't have, a YouTube channel. Um, again, there's plenty of resources out there. You could always reach out to us. You know, we can help you um, with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's 2021. You should be doing video, and you should you should most definitely have a YouTube channel. 100%. Can I ask though? Is there like a favorite YouTube channel that you have, or like a no. creator? Is there like one that you watch just outside of like searching for uh, how to stuff? You know, I don't really follow creators on YouTube. I don't, I, you know, like I'm not somebody who, who goes to a specific channel. I go to a specific video. And then if I notice that, Oh, this is great. You know, whoever did this is, is awesome. I'll click on the, on the actual channel and I'll, and I perhaps I'll stay there for a little bit, but I'm not, I'm not that person. I don't know if it's a gen, if it's a, um, what am I trying to uh generational thing uh, thing. i don't know if that's the case but i'm really not somebody who follows uh content creators on youtube what about you so i recently got into doing it like i now try to subscribe to everybody that i go to for specific content series like jamie french who i uh mentioned earlier gabby whitman who's really cool she's a blogger she's getting her phd okay and nyc and it's in like pharma like stuff she's like a huge brain but she just like casually has her own branding agency and is living this life in like manhattan so it's very like you know it's just something to have on in the background while i work where it's like oh this is cool like I love New York. I wish I was there. You know, like I can see her walk through like Central Park. She goes to the Met. Like, so it's cool. It's like you can live vicariously through people. But I'm surprised for you because you are such a big horror fan. There's so many good 
channels that are just dead like people like you who would have the same feeling about vampires not sparkling and not being right. pretty right. like you would find kindred spirits i feel like you know or maybe that's what you should do that should be like your side thing if you could have there, a video cast just talking about horror on YouTube. there are plenty of other websites <laughs> where i have kindred spirits in the horror uh, <laughs> realm so i'll keep youtube off my channel for now um so anyway we're gonna end this podcast uh we always end it with a fun question so um, we're in, we're right in the hop ed and the, and the real area of, uh, of HBO's series called mayor of East town. It's based on Delco, which is right in this area. So I got to ask you, um, are you a fan of the show? Oh my God. Yes. Like I love Kate Winslet period. <laughs> So when people were telling me like, oh, the I think the first three episodes were out and everybody that I know, like I have a couple of friends, like my one friend, Kirsten, has like the stereotypical Delco accent, wah, wah, like just like, I'm not like, I obviously am not an actress. I can't do it well like right. she does, but it's just so funny. She was like, you got to check it out. Like it's so on point for Delco. And I'm just like. I just don't have an affinity or a tie to Delco. So I'm like, you know, uh, I'm, if that's all the show is about, like it's just, she's doing a really great accent, like, eh. but I'm like, I'll check it out. So I watched the first episode and was hooked and the ending, like whew, full tears. What about you? Have you seen it yet? Are you like, you know, having kids, um, you know, it's on the to-do list for yeah. sure. Um, you know, and, and because I'm in the area where this all kind of unfolds, it's like, there's this, um, morbid curiosity I have for the show. Uh, yeah. You know, today actually Wawa, which for those who don't know what a Wawa is, and I we take it for granted because this is kind of where we live and they're everywhere. But a Wawa is like a little convenience store. It's like a it's like a micro uh, shopping uh, or a supermarket. So okay. it's got food, it's got all kinds of things that you need, but on a very very small scale and it's incredibly popular. It's like, I mean, it's been incredibly popular forever. You know, um, you know, I, I remember as a kid, I mean, I grew up in North Jersey. They didn't have Wawa's up there, but I had cousins in South Jersey. We went down to South Jersey to visit and it was like always at the Wawa, right? Always at the Wawa, you get coffee, you get, you know, baseball cards and food and snacks and all, like <laughs> had everything. Um, but today Wawa is giving out limited edition, um, promotional product packs based around uh the mayor of east town awesome. um and they're also they started uh, their spicy um uh cheesesteak today yeah. and i saw videos online of people waiting in line um to get yeah. inside and get their exclusive wawa delco t-shirt and their spicy cheesesteak so i'm like i'm like i gotta watch this show now like you know i you know, and I'm one of these people who waits for it to, to end before I start binging Smart, it. Smart, because then you can binge it. Yeah. 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 So I'm excited. You know, maybe I'll start it this week. Are you going to go out and try to, like, nab a shirt today? No, I think. I mean, for <laughs> a limited like... edition. I know the people in Philly and I, people are in line. So there's the chance of me getting one of these is, is, is nil. So, um, yeah. But, that, I mean, that, I think it's pretty cool. I think Wama uh, jumped on a hot. Trent, I mean, how could they not? I mean, the show was based on, you know, their area of, of coverage and, you know, and, and they're doing the right thing. You know, they're, you know, they're taking advantage of promotional products. And, you know, we preach that here. It's like a very, very uh, impactful 
advertising source. So, you know, it's, and it's going to work, you know, as we can see by the lines. Yeah, it definitely like capitalized on that fanfare. And I'll be excited for one of our writers to turn that into a cool case study because I have a feeling that'll happen at some point. But yeah, I think that that is like, I mean, honestly, that show, like she deserves all the awards. Like if she gets snubbed this award season for that, like I will be super bummed because she really crushed it. And you forget she's like from Australia. And also her daughter is like from London. You know, so it's like all these people taking on this really hard accent, like they had a behind the scenes where they had their dialect coach, like go through the process of teaching them the accent. They're like, it is probably one of the hardest accents to teach and have somebody adopt for like a film or television show. So she's like the fact that they're getting accolades for being so on point with it, you know, like mad props to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You said Australia. I thought she was from England, but maybe she is from Australia. I, she I, I just know that I think now. I think I think she yeah. lives in like England with her uh, with Ned Rock and Roll. Um, I forget like what his uh, his name he changed it to, but they have like a kid and they live in London. But it's like she's originally from Australia, and I'm like, what? Like, I know wow. that accent is not easy to pull off, and um, you know, kudos to her because I've seen some some snippets of the show, and it's like, yeah, it's it's she tough. Yeah, yeah, especially the bar scenes. I think you'll appreciate that. There's like scenes in there where she's at the bar and she's like with <laughs> the one cop uh, played by Evan Peters and he's like ripped and like his accent is so strong because he's like drunk. And I'm like, oh, my God, like this reminds me of college. Like this, just <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> like, this is awesome. Like it was really, <laughs> really good. So you'll like it. I'll be curious to hear what you have to say once you watch. Maybe by the next show, uh, I'll have some feedback. Yes, do it. Binge it this weekend. All right. Well, that's it for us. And, uh, you know, thanks for joining us. And again, if you have any questions, you know, you could always post after the fact and we'll get in there and uh, we'll answer them. All right. Thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. Peace. Have a good one. Bye.